It's going to get really sexy up in here, which is why this is for adults. Get your kids out of the room before things get started. Welcome. Hello. This is Sluts on a Stoop. I'm Mia. I'm Paulina. And we're back at it. Yeah, we are. The sound quality is going to be so much better this yeah, time. Yeah, we're back in my mama's house. We're hoping that this will just be where we can record for the near future. Or that someone will give us a whole bunch of money and then we can record in a studio. That would be excellent. Yeah, we'll take that offer. If you've got a studio and editing skills, yeah. I will suck your dick. No, <laughs> I won't. I have more standards than just that. Important dicks to suck. Yeah, I've got other dicks to suck. That's a good way to start this week, huh? <laughs> I made a weird sound with my wine glass. That's why you shouldn't drink and record, guys. <laughs> Um, I wish I had a Chipotle bowl. Yeah, I ate one earlier and it was great. That was a grave mistake. I got a sweet green salad and it didn't have chicken. It was supposed to have chicken. And I feel like when you're eating salad, it has to have something other than greens. Cold vegetables are the devil's work, so. I mean, my butthole will thank me. My stomach isn't. You know, cooked vegetables are still good for your butthole. Well. And they taste better. Well, well, sweet green is across the street from whatever. Columbia. Yeah, okay, so Nia and I did some bumble fucking fighting against a fuckboy named Drake. So, as we all know, I am newly single, and so I have been fondling new dating app, and I especially hate Bumble. Not only because everyone is 19 hairless and named Justin, but because of a fellow I met named Drake. And I'm not afraid to say his name, because I don't know what is going on, but lately, like, dudes are really into commenting on my weight, and Drake had been asking me to sit on his face for weeks, and out of the blue, he was like, just kidding, I just realized you're fat, and I'm too hot to hook up with you. And Nia and I were drinking frozen margaritas at the Heights Grill, which is a local Columbia spot, eating, what are those things? Spiked chicken tenders. Spiked chicken tenders, which is just I, like God's gift to oh the world. God. I, like, I get wet thinking about them. They are <laughs> chicken tenders soaked in the, like, sauce you would usually dip wings in, which mm. why we haven't done that before, why the Heights is the only place that's figured out right. that that's delicious is beyond my comprehension because I ate these things once and I was like, what have I been eating? Well, all Dry yeah. chicken tenders? <laughs> Regular, just fried, dry chicken tenders? <laughs> Why haven't they had sauce on them before? Well, I also didn't know about them, and you were like, I'm gonna get the spiked chicken tenders. I was like, so we're bringing it to the light. Oh, also, if you so hear good. extra laughter, it's our special guest for today eating a tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> or no, sorry, tuna melt. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> laughing at what we're saying. There's also like no cheese on here, so it's, it's called, barely It's a just melt. not a melt. Like, it's just tuna. So, like, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> oh my god. Well, should we just introduce. I guess. Let's now. just introduce Maddie. So this is our special guest, <laughs> Maddie White. Yeah. She is a beautiful songstress, model extraordinaire. I've known Maddie for too long, probably. <laughs> like, literally. So yeah, we met in college. Maddie is just one of my favorite fucking people in the world. Whenever I have a selfie, I'm like, which one should I post? And I send it to Maddie only. <laughs> so I trust her judgment, my social media, my my poop. my poop, everything. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Maddie. Hello. We'll, we'll tell this vigilante story and then we'll get into you. <laughs> Yay! You can eat your tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> your quote unquote tuna melt. The dude asked me, he was like, do you want vegetables or anything on this? And I was like, no. But I didn't realize that like tuna melt could come without cheese. I... It 
they don't. Distinctly remember <laughs> 15 minutes ago, <laughs> looking at the board in the deli and seeing nothing described as a tuna melt. I did distinctly see. That's always the red flag, right? Like that means that they don't know sa- what it is. I did see tuna salad. And then Paulina asked, Do you have a tuna melt? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that. I was already worried that this tuna melt would be a tuna salad and sandwich. Honestly, I was more worried about the fact that I wanted the cornflake Ritter chocolate bar and that it was melting in the heat and I was like Nia I can I can put this in your fridge right and the, the guy's like you want to roll I was like whatever you think Nia what about the chocolate <laughs> so there's a chocolate bar in Nia's fridge right now so yes our vigilanteism so I'm sitting with Nia and I get this and I'm like what the fuck and Nia's like hold on a second and Nia is now my savior literally like Nia just took it and she was like let me ruin him for you I mean it's definitely easier to ruin someone when you're not talking about yourself and you're talking about you know like defending someone else my mom always jokes or whenever I'm like having like a hard time advocating for myself she's always like pretend you're one of your friends because like I've seen you threaten to stab people for Madison (laughs) and I was like yeah no that sounds about right so we're going so I'm like looking at this dude he looks vaguely familiar and I'm just and I'm like really like are you really coming at it with this right now like are you really making these statements well right and also I think my initial reaction I just texted back ha 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 oh my fucking god I was just like what dude you've literally been asking to come over and let me ride your face for weeks and so i my immediate reaction was like laughter something that happens in online dating a lot which is like that like i don't think you or i misrepresent ourselves which is always this accusation but whether it's because you wear a lot of makeup in your profile photos or whether it's because your profile photos are mostly selfies of your face whether it's because you have a weave in your photos and then you get there and you have natural hair there's this notion that a girl can misrepresent herself on the internet and that we're like all trying to trick men into sleeping with us so when he's like haha i realize you're fat and it's like okay but after like two weeks of no no on a I'm going to say with Weeks. Uh, with with like a f- uh, with two full body photos, you just realized yeah. Literally, that? my bumble my bumble profile is one one the dress that Maddie put me in for her music mm-hmm. video, which is a tight yeah. tight tight dress, and then another like you're full literally body. just naked but like purple. Like, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, and then the second one is another picture that Maddie took of me like posing in like a tight skirt. Yeah, there's nothing to hide. Literally yeah, nothing and, to like, hide. And even if it was literally just pictures of your face, there's cognitive disconnect with men fat phobic men believing that a girl with a pretty face can't be fat because pretty and fat can't go together so when you say like oh i just realized you're fat it's like no you didn't you just realized that i don't want you because people do that to me on the end of they were like well you're black yeah for like 23 years i've been black like I, i'm just i'm just always black i was black when we started this conversation i'm still black i'll be black long after you're gone i'm continuously black so you're not like what are you saying right now and i feel like it's the same thing with fatness you're like you're fat okay yeah like i was like i was fat when we had this conversation i'm still fat i'll be fat when we're done right it's just it's just a constant and it's so silly and i remember i saw this this um amazing plus size model was like she was like just because you don't want a fat girl doesn't mean someone else doesn't she's like you may not want me but like your friend and i were like like just walked out the bathroom together and i was like yeah because you're not telling a woman anything when you tell her she's fat she's black she has weird eyebrows like it's yeah i know i'm aware i live my life i've seen my own face 
I'm, I screenshotted all, I mean, obviously it progressed from that moment, but I screenshotted all of our conversations and now I'm going through and literally one of the things he wrote to me is suffocate me with your thighs. Yeah. Cause I'm fat and my thighs are huge. Can I come and cuddle with you or you can ride my face? And I said, oh my God, what will your mother say? Cause he lives at home. And then he said, shh. And then he sent me a nudie. The other thing too is like, I don't think that I deserve the label of fat. Yeah. I am we talk chubby about this all the time. Like, yeah. I, like I feel like when you can still shop at normal stores, you don't get to be called fat. Right. Not because... I think it's something earned, not yeah, something like, that's an, like a insult. Like, who's been on this show, Mingus, is gorgeous and fat and, like, wants to start a plus-size lingerie label. And I'm like, amazing. Right. But I recognize that I'm not plus-size. I wear a medium or a large. <laughs> like, and I mean, that's not fat. Right, same. So it's always very interesting to me that I think it's women who order the lines of what you've allowed yourself to be attracted to that you can then turn on. Because if you're only letting yourself be attracted to this individual black girl, if you're only letting yourself be attracted to this, like, individual chubby girl, then it's easy for you to be like, well, <laughs> you know, throw it back in the face when they don't want you. Especially because if you're letting it happen, I want to emphasize the words letting, then you are coming from a place of feeling like you have more value than them. Mm-hmm. So when they choose not to want you, you're like, but I'm better than you. Well, that's what exactly what are you talking about? I'm better than you. Right. So the exact message was, I just realized after telling yeah. me he wants to eat my pussy for weeks and telling me where he lives and where he works, yeah. he said, I just realized you're fat and I'm too hot to hook up with you, LOL. What was I thinking? Also, he used the wrong form of two, two times. T.O., buddy. T.O. Get it? Time out. Anybody. Any, anyways. No, no, no. So he said, I must be blind, LMAO, and then did the nerdy emoji. And I said, have fun rubbing one out in your mom's house. And then he <laughs> sent a picture of him and a girl who, you know, because I did my research, I know is his ex-girlfriend because he gave me his full name, where he works, and where he lives. So I went on Facebook <laughs> and saw that it's his ex-girlfriend. Man, that's so dumb. <laughs> like, literally, like... The Here's my social security number. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What am I going to do with that information? Right. And so he said, yep, I'll def do that. Have fun. Oh, sorry. I took another screenshot of his naked picture to like keep as blackmail. So have fun being fat. I mean, he's he's not a bad. He is a handsome man. (laughs) He said, have fun being fat and home alone. To which Nia grabbed the phone and said, does she know that you shit on other women on the internet? Or is this going to be a third year divorce revelation? And then he kept holding on to it and said, it's not my fault you're fat. He just kept holding on to it. And then, you know, we started doing our research. Yeah. And I realized that are from the same neighborhood. We have mutual. We have like twenty-seven mutual friends on Facebook. <laughs> Went to school with my friends. I like recognized his sister, and I was like, "Really? You're?" It's always like I recognize that no one's feminism should be based on whether or not they have a mother or a sister or whatever a woman they care about. That you should just be a feminist because women are people. But whenever I see a man who proposes to be very close to his sister be shitty to women, I'm always like, "Does your sister know you're a piece of shit?" Because like I love my brother. I would kill someone for my brother. My brother could show up to my house covered in blood and be like there's a body and I'd be like dude that you fucked up but like where is it let's figure this out <laughs> but if I saw him being shitty to a girl like I'd beat the shit out of him because there's no there's no excuse for that no absolutely and not. and I I know that there are anti-feminist women there are women who like ride for misogynist men but when I see women because his sister proposes to be a feminist who are close to and not even and close to someone where, you're, where the power politic is the same 
same. It's different between a, a feminist daughter and her father than it is for a feminist sister and her brother. And then all my mutual friends that I had with him are like these women who I admire, who are like my friends, who I grew up with. And I was like, it's terrifying to believe, even though I know it's true because I know some of the people I grew up with are rapists, that we could grow up in the same environment and you could still be a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> the same values on a regular basis. And you still grow up and you're like, oh no, I'm gonna be a dick for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, I'm rereading this message and I, at a certain point, I said, you've been trying to suck my pussy for weeks. The only person this looks bad for is you. Disappointment isn't a good look for you. To which he kept going and said, also stop cutting your hair like a boy. Yes, and then I saw your Instagram and realized <gasps> you're fat. And I said, dude, let it go. And he said, the pics you posted don't even show that. Very clever pick choosing, lol. Which we just discussed. There's nothing clever about it. Really it's clever radically about it. transparent in yeah. terms of like, like I, if I was trying to hide something and, he, and then I know I'm hot and fat that the two aren't mutually exclusive cut your losses and then he kept going how can you be fat and hot LMAO and have a boy the fuck lol whatever I'm done and then of course he wasn't done nope and then I said like this like the girl you wanted to fuck oh my god this is hilarious that was you actually yeah. and he said at the end of the day you're fat I'm fit I look better than any guy you could get unless your guy was drunk crying emoji. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. I've had sex 14 times the past seven days. I'm not worried, But also, Drake. yeah, it's hilarious, again, to me that, like, the fat phobia people really think that, like, fat people don't have sex. I mean, we talked about this when we were talking about, like, our own body image. I definitely used to, when I was struggling my eating disorder, sort of look at fat people, happy, married, children, great jobs, and be like, you're fat, though. As if that invalidated all of that. Like, they yeah. went home to their kind and loving partners and ate dinner with their children, <laughs> went on vacations, like, <laughs> Just right. thriving, and I was like, but you're fat, though. <laughs> well, it's the lies that we tell ourselves so that we feel better about our own misery. Yeah. So let's segue into Maddie. So Maddie what is trans, and so hey. I have a question for you in terms of online dating and, like, representation. Do you ever get transphobic fuckheads? I mean, so far, no one's been outwardly transphobic to me, like, in that way, or it's they're like, oh my god, I just realized you're trans. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, oh, wait, well, that's, I misspoke, because that is, that is what's happened. Is it, like... Again, like my, I literally have six photos on my bubble. Like it's not even like, it's not two, it is six. And I chose those photos. I look good in these photos, but these are not like my most like femme photos. And literally my bio says, I'm Maddie, like I'm a musician, like blah, blah. And then like the second like half, which is the longer half is me being like, also I am trans and like on hormones and I'm trying to figure this out. Swipe left if you're not into that. Otherwise let's chat, like whatever. And even like there's a gender category and I have trans feminine there. Like I could have just written like female or whatever, but like I was like, no, like very very clear and guys still don't even get far enough to read your bio and like and it's so clear because so I no one can see me but I still like have pretty short hair I mean I'm growing it out but it's a pixie cut essentially and I've gotten a lot of comments from guys who like I message them and I'm like what's up like whatever and then they respond being like oh like the short hair looks really good on you which like is a compliment and like is a valid compliment like I don't mind getting that compliment but it's definitely like a very strange compliment to give a trans person because it's like like, oh, like, I've obviously never had long hair, but okay. And like, and when it first happened, I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, oh, that's kind of funky, but like, yeah, like, I do look at my short hair, it's fine. But then like that guy, and that guy was like literally so hot. Like I can't even, I have a screenshot, I'll find it for yeah, you please, later. Yeah, I gotta see. Like I remember just being like, whoa, whoa. It's like, this is a new world. He, and we have been like, we were like 20 messages in and he was like, oh, I didn't know you were trans. Like he finally read my bio. It was fine because You're he- You're like, this is a little late. Right, <laughs> right, it was fine because he he was like, oh, I date 
dated a trans girl before, so like, and so we like kind of kept talking, but then he like mysteriously unmatched me, and so it was kind of clear like, okay, maybe like you don't want to do that again, or like you know what I mean? Like it was like that nothing went wrong, so he like didn't realize that he just like he straight up thought that I was like a cis woman, which is like validating, but it's also okay. But like, why do I have to like also be worried that you didn't even read my bio? I am talking well, to you like I have already like, read your bio. Man. I have already right. So like, it's just men, like it's I, like I you remember, were showing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember my boyfriend. We were talking about Tinder, and he was like, "Yeah, sometimes you know I get drunk, I go home, and I up until I run out of matches." And I was like, "Until you run out of match, what are you talking about?" And he was like, "Yeah, you know you swipe too many times, like you swipe right too many times, and then it locks it for 24 hours. You have to wait." And I was like, "No, that's literally no. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. That's never <laughs> happened to me." And I oh, and then I started asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time. On but I also like also like to protect my sanity. I'm very picky on the online datings because like there are a lot of people who want to murder black women. And then I started talking to my cis dude friends. They basically said I swipe right on basically everyone, and then I let women select me. So if I match with them, then I can be like, oh, I actually want to date this person, or oh, I actually want to fuck this person, rather than being specific and only matching with people when we're mutually interested. He's like, I want to know all my options. I was like, horrifying. So I am in the category of I will swipe right on someone and give them the benefit of the doubt, just because I don't have time really sift through it. But like, if I'm going to talk to that person, yeah. I have the time to look at their whole profile. Like, if I've spoken to you, I have like read your bio. I've looked at if you've linked your Spotify account. I'm like looking at the bands you like, and I'm like also like trying to find the dirt already. Like I'm already there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like if one thing is off, why would I talk to you? And it's like you literally just looked at me. Yeah. And then we're like, oh yeah, like let's talk. And it's just like you could have there's gonna be something in my bio that like you want to talk about, man. But so that's happened to me like probably four or five times since then, where I get the compliment that's like you look good with short hair, and I've literally just stopped responding to those people because two different times it happened again, where like they found out I was trans like midway through the conversation, and I'm just like literally like I'm lucky that like I already was pretty feminine pre-transition, so like I'm early on in, on hormones, but like I look pretty feminine, but still you really can't tell. Like I mean I have short hair and I'm not wearing women's clothes in all the photos. Like you know what I mean? It's like sometimes I'm just like boyish, like that's fine. Like and it's just like this very weird. Like how did you not? You just thought I was like an androgynous like cis woman Basically. named Maddie. Like I don't know. Like there's a lot of hints no, there. That, yeah. Like, well, yeah, that, I mean, like Jenna Mock has this amazing <laughs> article that she just wrote about pretty privilege. Oh I read that. Where she talks about going from being very uncomfortable when she was male presenting, mm -hmm. but like striking looking because mm -hmm. she is, to being a beautiful beautiful black woman and she very open she said I used to not talk about being pretty because like trans women are dying and I recognize that one of the reasons that I, I'm safer is because I pass as cis and she's like and there's all these reasons for me not to be considered pretty she's like I'm trans like in the heteronormative ideas of prettiness she's like I'm trans I'm black I'm incredibly tall I'm curvy and she's like but on the other side I'm curvy but I'm not fat I'm black but I'm not dark-skinned I'm tall but I'm proportional in a way that makes me look like a model versus like being a like a lanky unattractive woman and she talks about that all the time is that that most violence against trans women is the revulsion of I thought you were cis and now I feel like I'm attracted to a man and I need to deal with that somehow so I'm just gonna stab you is how that usually presents itself and she's like but I don't she's like now I mean she's happily married but she's like I'm an act she's like I'm an activist they were a beautiful they are couple. stunning I saw them in a brunch place in Harlem just Wait, living their best he is beautiful Life. Beautiful, yeah, you got it. Um, living. Give me that inspo. Best. <laughs> 
life. They're a beautiful couple. Yeah, but she was like, but I also recognize that the reason I get to be a trans activist on such a large platform is because I'm cis passing and because it's safe for me to look like this. I was talking to you about this. It's like, it's very hard for me to accept that I'm pretty. I think of myself as sexy. I think of myself as hot. I think of myself as beautiful. But pretty to me is one, a white word and two, a thin word. And I don't think of myself as pretty. And I was discussing this article with my friend and I was like, like, I'm not pretty. And she was like, your face is symmetrical. <laughs> like, like, she's like, she's like, I understand what you're trying to work through, but also like your face is symmetrical. You have both stereotypically black, but also stereotypically non-black features. You are lighter skin than most black people. Like you are pretty, you are a pretty person. And I was like, like it made me so <laughs> uncomfortable, but it also made me recognize that privileged space in mm -hmm. my own body, even in like my queer body that I am I'm presenting for the most part. I usually get like butcher when I'm more comfortable. But even then, like, I have tits, I have an ass. When I'm, you know, in overalls and a t-shirt, I still have tits in an ass. <laughs> like, I'm still not offensively butch. And it's, like, a very... It's, it's just, a I think weird especially space. for queer and trans people yeah. to, like, the prettiness does keep you safe in a lot of ways. Right. But it's also very threatening. Yeah, I mean, when we talked about this before, and I'll say it now, like, I grew up being thin and pretty, you know? And, like, I recognize myself as pretty, and I think, you know, I'm not fat, but I am chubby, and, and interaction with Drake sort of is like my cross to bear that I think I have a hard time understanding how people perceive my body outside of me because it's my body and I look at it non-judgmentally. And so to have people look at me and go, oh, that's fat is sort of weird because I don't think that fat is a bad word, but so many people do. And I think it's a really interesting point that prettiness is exclusively a white thin thing because it, it is. I mean, even like my mother is one of the most beautiful women I know. She modeled while she was in at Barnard to help pay her bills. Like she's five nine, light skin. She was beautiful freckles all over her face. She has a striking profile. She's gorgeous. I just use all those words. Not once did I use the word pretty because I don't think of my mother as pretty to me also feels fragile. Pretty to me feels breakable. That's really interesting. And feels, I don't really feel that way, but like that's also because like I'm white probably. And yeah, like, I no. just am like, I, that word just makes sense to me because like I've just yeah. grown up with that word as a normal thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's like, I never thought about that. Even as a baby, like I was a lot like I'm white, my white skin as a kid. My hair is like a really, really dark red and when I was little it was red even then I was like a weird exotic looking baby and I got your baby is beautiful your you know your baby is stunning your baby look I never no one ever called me pretty that's that was like my entire livelihood which is why now when people don't call me pretty I'm like but what am I who am I to you people <laughs> even when I was thin I didn't think of myself as pretty yeah beautiful maybe like still the same words I use for my body now I think of myself as a beautiful person I never thought of myself as pretty which to have Janet Ma call herself pretty as a black woman I was like I mean, she is. Yeah. But I was like, but also, is that the right word? But maybe she was speaking her audience's language, you know? It's pretty privileged. Sounds nice. Yes. <laughs> as, like, a the hard P. as a As a That's what phrase. my initials stand for. PP's actually. Pretty privileged. <laughs> It's a, it's a strike. It's yeah. like, yes, it's definitely in terms of the writing, it's the yeah. way. Yeah. Well, so Maddie, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more formally for you? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, Jenna Mock's husband is, is uh, so foxy. Is so a, foxy. handsome. Is a thing uh, that yeah. I want to do. <laughs> you know, like, He's just so He could handsome. do anything you want. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, yeah. So yeah. handsome. Yeah, I am Maddie. I am 23. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us where you're from and what I'm, you do. Yeah. From I'm Baltimore. I grew up in like the suburbs outside of Baltimore called White Marsh. If you've ever taken the Megabus to Baltimore, then you've been five minutes from my house because like the Megabus goes there. The Bolt Bus goes to like actual Baltimore, but like, yeah, I don't know. The Megabus is just like fucked up all the time. So we'll take the Megabus to Maryland.
and they'll be like, Maddie. Yeah, and yeah, like people have like done that. They've like called me and been like, I'm in your parking lot. I'm like, mm, that's them all. But like, but yeah, so I, I went to school with Pauline Lean. That's not a thing. Okay. I went to school with Paulina. I am a musician. I go by Ms. White and I've been releasing stuff. Like I started transitioning kind of around when I was starting to release stuff. So like my whole thing right now is just like, how do I do both things at once? Like Theo and I had a really intense talk. Theo's my producer and I had a really intense talk with him yesterday. I was just like being like, I have no time to think about anything really like personal because I'm just like trying to like present myself in the right way and like get as much out of these this music release as I can. And I just like don't have time to think about like Angel myself. Hayes yeah, was yeah. She like who was it? Angel Hayes. Oh yeah. Ooh. Was was she doing this around the same time? Was yeah, it like, like she or they is a black rapper and for was figuring out their gender identity while like she blew up. Yeah. Wow. When and then had course. to go yeah. and had to go on Instagram and all of her platforms and stuff and be like, okay, so my stage name is still gonna be Angel Hayes, but I don't go by that anymore and like my gender is more complicated than that. So sometimes I will respond to they and sometimes I will respond to she and I haven't figured it out yet, but this is what I'm working with. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I mean and even like even like Hari went through the modeling yeah, blow up right. while she was transitioning and it's like I guess it's like a trend of we like, went to college with Hari now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for people who um, aware yeah. I mean but it's been good though it's been kind of like grounding I'm like oh at least like I in doing this I am kind of forced to think about like at least certain things like oh like how I'm presenting myself and like blah blah like it has forced me to make a few like decisions that like I might have stalled on otherwise so like well, I, I was like like literally even to transition I was like I don't want to release music as a male artist that's stupid like let me go on hormones now because like I'm about to release shit yeah and like and I, even I was like kind of stalling being like we should release like later because I like hadn't really like gotten estrogen yet so it was kind of like been a weird like part business part actual like life yeah. thing well Maddie just released a music video Paulina's in <laughs> she's the star the comedic relief <laughs> I literally like walked in and I was like so can I be funny and you're like uh, and I was like so I can do a mind blow job and you're like absolutely not that's, <laughs> not the vibe we're going for and I was like okay okay work with that next but, video yeah next video <laughs> but Maddie you guys should all check that out she had a feature in Out Magazine and literally hey. everything like Maddie's all over the place <laughs> but I remember when we were or when we were doing the two day music video shoot I remember yeah. I pulled you aside and I was like so what are your PGPs now like what are you oh, doing because yeah. you, you were still using male pronouns yeah and I remember you were like well like I'm releasing as a female but I don't know you can call me whatever you want and I was like okay but like even like that was what in April yeah I think it was yeah. April like that's like a really short period of time to just yeah. all of a sudden be like okay we're yeah. doing it I even you know? remember when we were shooting the get behind us yeah thing. we were going around in a circle everyone was like saying who they are what their cause was and all this stuff and all of the creative team and like all super excited to be you know that this is just a female run thing that it's all females and then I was like can we not <laughs> I remember that I was like can we just not yeah. do that like I don't want to be identified by my vagina like can we just not do that <laughs> yeah. can we just say lady instead of like I, yeah. I, I recognize sorry I misspoke when I said female I meant no I know yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying like the cause again it's the words like female filmmaker female film crew sounds great but I was like I just can you not cause you don't know which genitals I have and I don't know which genitals you have <laughs> and also you invited a trans person to right. come work on this why are yeah. you saying female it's interesting yeah the word female to me is really interesting because don't I honestly don't read enough like trans discourse because I'm just sort of like alright I'm I'm going through this, this. like I'm am. overwhelmed yeah. yeah I'm like I'm just gonna figure it out myself <laughs> here I am 
But like, I don't associate the word female with vagina, but I do associate the word female with biologically female, but like technically like I'm biologically female except for my genitals. You know what I mean? Like I, like my estrogen levels are, I'm a pregnant woman basically. You know what I mean? Like I have boobs. So it's like, it's so weird when like, when like TERFs on the internet are like, yeah, are like, there's two sexes, like male and female. I'm like, then what am I? Yeah. And this one has an XX, and that's it. Right, right. And then like, and they acknowledge like intersex as a thing, but I'm like, that still doesn't answer my question. Yeah. Of like, yes, I'm on medication for it, but like, I literally have boobs. Like, yeah. what do you, like, what, what do you, you, you say? No, I think, right. I think for me, like, growing up in New York City, I recognize that I have, not saying being queer was easy, but like, I was exposed to queerness in a lot of ways mm-hmm. before I imagined a lot of people in my life were. For me, female was, was equivalent to what the, the animal term of female, like, these are the ones with the ovaries and the uterus and the vagina and these are the ones with the penis and the right. balls and whatever and that's the difference and then I was like and then gender's just just right. gender right. Yeah. <laughs> it's gender out of her sleeve yeah you know? genders <laughs> but but so for really we've talked about this before but one of the like sources of my eating disorder was me being very uncomfortable in my femininity and like trying to be as masculine presenting as possible oh, and so the word I still I mean I identify as cis and I, I've never had body dysmorphia in that way first Let's do PGPs and cis in terms of like yeah. words. So PGPs are preferred gender pronouns, even though I know some people don't like the term preferred, right? Because that's just their pronouns. Right. That's just oh, who they I are. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that's that a like, new thing? That's kind of a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I hadn't heard that, but I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like it's not my yeah, preferred. It is yeah. who I am. Right. But it's also interesting because like sometimes people do kind of change pronouns as they figure it out. So it's yeah. like sometimes like it kind of is, but I just sort of I'm like, what are your pronouns? Because yeah. like it's also just clunky to even yeah. say. What you right, right, yeah. It's like, like a it's, drug. Yeah. What's your PGP? Yeah. What you, what you got? What you got over there? But, and then cis. And then cis is when you feel that the gender you were assigned at birth is the gender that you also identify with. So like I would be a cis female or cis woman yes. because I have a vagina and I identify as a woman. Yeah. yeah. So like and I, some cis people think that cis is an insult, yeah. but it is it's not. Just, just to clear the air on that. <laughs> what? That's it's just literally just yeah. people what? think it's an insult. Same way people like get mad when you call them white. Right, yeah, like it's, a, oh, yes, so it's, it's just white people getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's definitely the right. Time. So then, yeah, so I would identify as cisgender, and I have actually gone like through, like, eh, nope, this works. But I did for a very long time resist, and I guess still do, female, because something about that, something about like someone looking at me and be like, you have a vagina, was like very <laughs> uncomfortable to me. And because like my gender presentation, all fucking over the place. Yeah, yeah. That, like I was just like I don't like it please stop so when we were in that environment they just kept saying yeah. it over and over and over again and I was like this makes me a little uncomfortable and I was like but you also invited a trans woman to participate <laughs> in this project yeah. and that makes me a lot uncomfortable it's so that's really interesting though that I met you that day because that was the first time so I hadn't even like I hadn't changed my pronouns at that point like I was still like uh, that was the Matt week after he, your yeah, yeah, music yeah. Video. it was yeah it was really yeah and but they emailed me asking me how they wanted they should call me and like which was nice that was kind of when I was like, oh, like, call me Maddie and refer to me as she. And that was when I discovered that, like, I don't love Maddie still, but I haven't figured out an actual name. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, whatever, call me Maddie or Maddie. I don't really care. It's a name. But, like, I but I liked she. And, like, that was when I was like, okay, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me just try that without necessarily having someone call me Maddie because, yeah. like, because people have called me Maddie my whole life. So, like, it doesn't feel different enough for me to, like, mm. but I'm still, like, used to it. So I'm like, mm, well, until I figure it out, I'll just let people yeah. call 
I am that. definitely a friend who, like, the names they choose for themselves are, like, out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it came to me, it, like, it I'm, me. like, on a mushroom trip, and that's my name now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I completely respect your journey, but I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> like, I've known you since we were three. I'm not, I'm just not. I love you. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a really gendered name where it's going to out them in public. But, like, my friend, I mean, I call her Jackie because, like, I've always called her Jackie. Even when she was my presenting, I called her Jackie. And she chose, I'm not going to say the name she chose because I don't want to out her, but, like... What would be, a, like, a varietal of it? Like, just, so, like, like, from, like, Sailor Moon, basically. Just yeah, like, like, yeah, one of Christopher's co-workers, like, like, adopted a child who then came out as trans, and he was, and he, I guess he was, like, seven or eight or something, and he really wanted to name himself Dragon. His mom had to be like, okay, I'm all for this, but, like, you but just dragon, can't be Dragon. Though? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you just can't. So, yeah, it's but a little dragon, bit of a... Like, right. it's like, like, like when Phoebe, you know that on the episode of Friends, when Phoebe figures out that she can change her name to anything, yeah. and she names herself Princess Banana Hammock, like, <laughs> that's, that's really what it is, right. is where I'm like, I criticize them the way, the, the same way I criticize, like, my friends when they choose their, like, rap names, and I'm like, right, right, yeah. Like, Uzi Bear, that's what you, that's what you, <laughs> that's what you chose? You had all the names, every name, this is your station, you have all names, you can choose any name. That's what you decided on. Okay. Done, baby. No, I mean, that's interesting because I didn't understand the difference between gender and sex until I got to college and read Judith Butler and I was like, wait, what? Oh, well, me neither. I mean, that's a fucked up thing. Is like, I didn't even know what trans was until like Aiden came out to me and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, right. Like, like is, yeah. Oh that, like, I still remember. Yeah. I remember going to a party at your house, which is where I met Aiden. This was he, in college. I'm yeah. Saying. He made some sort of trans joke and he was like, it's okay. I'm trans. And then I like looked at him and he was like, no, serious. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, he says that people, like, don't know. Like, and I was like, like, he is passing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> no, because he was, like, he was, like, very, and we were, like, all drinking. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, very aggressive about it. He was, like, it's okay, I'm trans. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, well, I wish that Aiden lived in New York because he oh, would have yeah. joined this conversation. I, I texted uh, him yeah. and I was, like, Aiden, yeah. are you going to be in New York anytime soon? <laughs> Can we Skype you in? Yeah, because but... we also wanted to definitely talk to trans people of color and their experience. Right, right. And trans men. Because, like, yeah. at Barnard, the rule used to be if you have a vagina, you can go to Barnard. So we end yeah. up encountering a lot of trans men yeah. in those communities. It's actually really interesting because when my mom went to Barnard, that was when that rule was changed. And my mom oh. has had to go through, I mean, she's amazing, but she's gone through such growth in terms of queer identity. She grew up in, you know, Bedside, Brooklyn. There was obviously rampant homophobia and transphobia in black communities. She hadn't really encountered gay people, queer yeah. people, queer communities until she got to Barnard. And then, because it was the 80s, black people hung out over here and white people hung out over mm. here. And if you were queer, you just had to figure out which one you were gonna <laughs> right right because like, there was no space for you and she right. definitely had queer friends but really had to like come to terms with being comfortable yeah. around queer people and by the time she had me she was like this little gay baby got <laughs> <laughs> me a gay baby freaking gay baby <laughs> walking around being gay oh my god <laughs> and yeah and definitely asked me when I was 14 and then again when I was 16 and then again when I was 18 <laughs> so I was oh queer. my god <laughs> Like kept checking in. She was like, "Have you decided yet? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Have you decided yet? <laughs> no. I feel like most people would know by now, but okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's you, that's you that's can't good. have your dinner that's... until you decide. <laughs> until you decide. Like, I don't care what the decision is. I just like to have one. No. Okay. No. Oh. It's interesting, especially in terms of the naming. Like, I love my name. It's alliterative. Yeah, it's a name. pop star name. <laughs> it is me. It I am Paulina Pinsky. So it's interesting. Garblina. Garblina. Barflina. There's so many different things I can be. Ha, ha, ha. 
in college, I remember I was in Femsex, which is now called All Sex, which is essentially just like a student-run feminist discussion group. And it was like the first time that I encountered a real discussion in terms of like gender identity. And I remember we had an exercise that was like, perform tasks in the opposite of your gender presentation. And I'm very feminine, but I, when I thought about it, I was like, well, I'm pretty masculine acting. Like I fart and I burp. I'm really loud. I guess I could be more masculine. And so it was that, that moment of like, I've never had to question this before because I have always been this. I've always been this person. And so I can't imagine having to question that. And so transness is so interesting to me because I'm just like, you know what? Like your gender identity is your fucking task. You know, like if you're, if you don't feel like you're in the right body, like that's for you to decide, you know? And that's why whenever people have problems with like trans people, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I just don't understand why it concerns anyone else. Like I have body dysmorphia and usually when I tell people that they're like, oh, so what are your pronouns? I'm like, no. <laughs> nope, not. There are other kinds of body dysmorphia. And that's the where we're like examining how my body works, how my body moves, how my body is perceived by others is like a lifetime task for me. And I can't imagine like, and because this is so hard for me, I can't imagine looking at someone on their journey to like fixing that for themselves and being like, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> no! Like why would you want them to be unhappy? Right. What is wrong with you? Right. So yeah, t- how's your trans journey going? It's great. So I read that that pretty privileged article and like, I mean, I do identify a lot with that because like when I was like male presenting, like I had like kind of like not awful skin, but like my skin was blotchy and weird because like my dad had that and like, great. And so like I ran like wore glasses and like I just try to like do my hair a certain way. And basically just like, I looked fine, but like I didn't really understand like how to look good. I was like a pretty normal looking person. Since transitioning, it's like, oh, like my skin completely cleared up because hormones are magic. Yeah, and like, Estrogen is meant to be. Estrogen is right, right. And like this whole time was like, what if we had estrogen? Literally, and the thing is, is like even growing up, like I was always really insecure about. I have long legs, but like a really short torso, and like my hips are really wide, and like literally, like right, and like literally, like. (laughs) I once was like with, hanging out with my friend in high school and she was like, God, you'd be like such a good lesbian. I was like, what? And she, like your hips, like, it's just like, everything's like, right. Like I want your legs, but like I would shave them. But like, I want your legs. And I'm, like, I know, but, like, so I, but I would be like really insecure about that. Cause I didn't feel like I was masculine enough to like be attractive to gay men. And so like, I was always in this really weird thing. And then I started taking hormones and I was like, oh. And so now like, other than the fact like I have a male voice and like an Adam's apple, I just look like a pretty thin, white androgynous woman. Maddie's trying like, model and she's gonna make it. Oh my god. I found Maddie's Instagram last week and I was like, god damn it. Yeah, it's... sometimes I get upset looking at it. I'm just like, yeah. why can't, why does an estrogen do that? That's <laughs> <to me. laughs> I'm like so in my house patches. just like, just crippled by my yeah. own uterus so yeah. you're just thriving. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, it's funny because like, sometimes I like know when I look good because it's also when I like feel the worst. It's like, oh, like I have a headache and I'm tired and I'm like angry. I'm probably glowing because like, I, I know that like I, the estrogen is just like flowing my body. Yeah, yeah. And then, and actually, it's funny because I, I take it via like patches yeah. because I have or I don't have a blood disorder, but I have a family history of it. Where like I do patches instead of shots or like pills. Like there's like a bunch of different things that you can do. And so I, yeah, I do the patches and I put on two at a time. And so usually I do one on like somewhere either like my arm. Or, like in the summer, I don't do it on the arms because like I want to like show them sure, off and like sure. whatever. But then I also do one on my butt usually because that's like the best place for it. And it's also like no one ever sees that really. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
And then, like, right, and it's fine, but, like, I've noticed, like, if I'm sitting, like, right on it for too long, I guess, like, delivers more to me because, like, like literally, I was driving to the Catskills with Christopher. I, like, I was, like, sitting in the car seat, and I guess I, like, had it right on, and I literally was, like, I was, like, I need, like, Advil. I need coffee. I need chocolate. Like, it was literally just, like, I was, like, I turned into, like, a monster because it was also, like, the day that I changed my patch, so it was, like, fresh, right, and it was, like, kind of, like, hot. I, I don't even know. All of a sudden, like, you're, like, was, coffee, chocolate, right, and, like, <laughs> Yeah, and nothing, right, and like nothing would make it better. I was like, my head fucking hurts. Like, what is happening? Finally, I like asked my doctor and he was like, oh yeah, like whenever you change your patch, you're probably having like small period. And I was like, well, great. Like, at least I'm having one. It's but yeah, nightmare. like, yeah, but I guess like, right, but back to like the, yeah, the, like pretty privileged is interesting because like I started getting catcalled at a certain point, which was interesting. Oh, like that is very validating because I code as female a lot of the time. Like if I'm at a restaurant, it literally happened today. Also like at work. I don't know, like, I, I try to, like, kind of just not draw attention to myself at work, so I was just like, I'm wearing a blazer and, like, no boobs. But, like, I, I was, like, sitting at a table with four women, because I was, I, I just had me having lunch with them, and the guy came up and was like, hey, ladies. Well, and so, like, I just, like, code as that. Like, there's a bartender who, like, me and, and Jamie were, like, having drinks. He came up and was like, he's like, hey, ladies. They That's just code, awesome, right? Though. That must Which be, is like, awesome. I also, I also like, think yeah. my podcast voice, I realize when I listen to it, is much higher than the voice that I talk with normally, which is down here. <laughs> and I think it, it's also, like, so you're like, oh, I have a voice I'm like no you have it like in my head I'm like you have a deep voice like I don't think of your voice oh really as yeah I actually <laughs> don't think of your voice like well yeah I'm lucky to like right I'm also kind of lucky to not have like a super low voice to begin with like I've always just kind of sounded like feminine and gay you know what I mean <laughs> voice, so I haven't noticed no well so no so your voice doesn't change when you're on hormones if, oh. for, if you're if it's like male to female oh, okay because Aiden's voice drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, that's so right. testosterone right that's testosterone actually, so you oh. can't right there's a know. lot of which are sort of my favorite things on Twitter of beautiful trans women talking about like this dude's being aggressive towards them and they're like so I, like he said you know get your ass out of here and I told him you're living your best life but you like don't forget I will take you down yeah, yeah that's it's actually funny that I was brought up too because the reason why I never I like didn't come to terms with being trans for so long was because I thought the hormones did change your voice and because I'm a singer I was really afraid of that because I know trans men who were like yeah. I used to be able to sing and now I can't because like my voice dropped and it didn't work teenage boys who are famous before their voice yeah like literally literally yeah. and so and also with like a lot of trans women who are kind of in the spotlight like you you go to voice therapy and you learn how to speak with a more feminine voice yeah. wow I have like kind of tried myself to be like how could I turn to do that and I'm like nope <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, at this point right that's the thing is like I still couldn't like necessarily change like my range and so I'm like I'm not I'm not like fooling anyone like you know what I mean like, I'm not really and I I don't really care. Like, I like my voice. It's annoying, but, like, I like no, my I voice. Like, voice. it's fine. I like my voice. But, yeah, like, for, like, literally years. Because, I mean, I was, like, friends with Hari, and she was, like, going through it, and I was kind of like, I think that's me. But I was like, I'm also a singer, so no. Because, like, there was, up until, like, recently, they thought that it Discord, did. Yeah, because yeah, I remember, like, I got a packet of information about hormones. There was literally, like, a bullet. It was, like, side effects, and it was, like, breast growth. I'm like, well, duh. I was like, that's why I'm here. Yes, yeah. please, yeah, yeah, it was, like, breast growth, like, fatigue, like, blah, blah. And then it was, like, voice changes and then it like it was like literally like crossed out like they had yeah. already printed these and they and had they to like, X oh, it out <laughs> right like I don't know how I don't know how old the packet oh, is but I was like used to be like a thing that I guess like yeah. doctors also thought was like a change right but it doesn't and so I was like oh and like but also because estrogen um, like natural producing estrogen in cis women doesn't make your voice higher right women it's just the testosterone yeah, makes yeah, women it women 
that job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you're going through puberty, it's testosterone that gives you a woman's voice instead of a girl's voice. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's yeah. super interesting. I mean, it would be nice if it did. Yeah, and I'm sure like, a lot of trans women would appreciate it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. for me, it was just like, I was like, I don't know. Like, that would be so scary. Like, I don't want to, I don't want my voice to go away. Like, right. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I just didn't do it for so long. And like, literally, I found out that that isn't what happens. And then, like, kind of like found that out, but like, didn't register it. And like, a couple months later, I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I can transition now. I'm like, that's not a factor. Let me, oh, okay. I was like, all right, so <laughs> oh, here we go. I, like, yeah. I think I have to do this now. Like, because yeah. that was like my main reason was like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, I'll just be fine for my whole life. Like, it's fine. Right. I want to sing, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, that's just not what happens. So, yeah. So now it's more about like, oh, I'm identifying as like, uh, I'm like a woman artist and like, I'm all femme and like, whatever, but I have a like male quote unquote voice and like, I'm singing in that voice. So it like, I kind of have like a weird lane to figure out in terms of like being like Mm-hmm. a female pop artist pop artist but like artist and like but also having male voice and like I guess it's like not really a thing like there are the there are some like is, like Mickey Blanco right right well that's yeah. right that's the thing it's like there are like a few Mickey Blanco guys I don't know Mickey Blanco is very interesting to me because he goes by he as yeah. far as I know yeah. but like as an artist he's very like femme present like he, he'll yeah. like wear dresses on stage like but in his real in his normal life like he's he's very male presenting like yeah. it's yeah no, um, it's, it's, but he's really cool also because it's like constantly shifting things I saw yeah, him yeah. at Afropunk four years ago oh. <clears throat> and he had like the long like Marley twists wearing like a blouse but like in jean shorts and then at some point during the show he like got the blouse and was just kind of whipping these twists back and forth and I was like you're just you're just both sides right now yeah 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 which must be like so interesting to see yeah and then like sometimes you see his like press stuff and yeah he's in a dress and he's um sort of gesticulating in feminine ways and things like that and then you see him just like on snapchat and he's just living his life and you're like ah yeah yeah you just love gender don't you yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but I mean right so there was yeah so there are like people who like are definitely like coming before me and like are, are inspiring to me in terms of like you know kind of changing the script a little bit but in terms of like straight up vocalists who like I'm like doing kind of more like I'm more like mainstream because I know there's like there's Anoni she was going by I forget what she was going by like her she had like another stage name yeah but like but she does like kind of very like kind of indie like experimental stuff so it's like but I feel like for me it's like I have a chance I don't know like I make music that is like catchy and like fun and like people respond to it and it's like I I'm afraid of oh like would I be more successful if I had a more feminine voice, but I don't think right, so. right. I don't think so I'm either. But like yeah, being trans and being a drag are not the same thing. Probably right. Preface this statement with that. <laughs> at I'm RuPaul. Thinking, yeah, <laughs> at RuPaul. Love. You can put that in. That's there. Yeah, my, yeah. That's my mom, but also <laughs> at RuPaul. Yeah. But I will say that drag music and drag pop is really a thing. It's like a <laughs> thing, and that that is people with deep voices presenting right as women. Yeah. Oh, that is really interesting because I never and then connected you even think that. About, like Peppermint, who is trans, right. and doing drag and doing drag music. Yeah, I don't identify with the drag community generally, but like, yeah, like there is, I guess, like a whole like drag music thing that does exist that I guess like could be something I should like look at as like, yeah. oh, I this mean, is how so, I could like I mean, do a little drag bit. music for the yeah. I mean, too. I would even go back as far as say is like hip hop became mainstream through queer clubs and drag queens that gay. DJs mm. would put Bronx hip hop to like basic bass in the house clubs of 
the 70s and people would vogue and show out and stuff to hip-hop and that's how I got on the radio because black people create it and then the gays popularize it and then white people come and steal it <laughs> so that's how it is that's, that's, like, that's the track everything. yeah that's just how that's how art is made yep so there's that and then when you talk about like RuPaul coming up so RuPaul starts out as this like very pretty but sort of challenging drag queen who starts on who sings um Love Shack BB52 yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's in Love Shack. Um, I'll leave you choose in that music video. That gives him, like, his public start. And then he starts making his own art, especially music. So, like, on Drag Race, like, when he says, like, Chester, wait, Shantae, you stay, because his, like, most famous song ever is Cover Girl. And... Get the thing up, yeah. I don't know any words to any song. <laughs> no, that is not... That is the song that played when you walk down the catwalk. Cover Girl's Cover Girl. No. <laughs> Shit. What is it? So none of us know this song. <laughs> I know this song. I know, I know you better work. Come on, go. Work it, go. Do it as well. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it took me a second. So he starts making drag music in that way and performing in that way. Yeah, so he starts performing in that way. And for that time, queens were performing, but only lip syncing. And still mostly lip sync. But he pushed it in a direction where then they were creating their own music. Now, drag queens, especially those who win drag race, like Bob the Drag Queen, like not Sasha Lore, she doesn't want to do drag music, um, but like Naomi Smalls, like Bianca Del Rio, movie. Bianca Del Rio, they all perform. Yeah, so they do actual original songs. Like my favorite, Shea Coulee, came out with a song Cocky this year, and I was like, this is why you should have won. That's why there should have been two black queens in a row, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, but Sasha I came. What I've heard and like the images that I've seen, I'm like, oh, she like kind of really served it. Like, yeah, she, <laughs> no, did. she definitely yeah. served it in that performance. I just don't agree that she should have won, which is fine. I we did think just, Shay was gonna win. We can just disagree. Okay, anyways, um, carry on. So that is a thing. Yeah. Then there's like people like Tadra Call who like backed their way into it where they were like, yeah. He's just like making gay musical theater and then all of a sudden he was like, no drag though. I kept backing slowly into right. it until yeah. he was a yeah. queen. Yeah. He's gonna be trans in like a year. Yeah. <laughs> he's really just slowly his presentation his gender presentation is getting progressively more feminine. Yep. Which like good for him. So there's that whole genre and it's definitely a like an indie genre and not yeah, like a mainstream yeah. genre. <laughs> Bless you. Me. And I would say that a lot of black straight women and a lot of drag performers of color borrow back and forth from each other. Yeah. That there yeah. are Nicki Minaj especially because like those women inspire drag queens and then also drag is such a formative version of femininity right. yeah. that if you're trying to create a performance like you sometimes take from that and they just kind of right, like, cycle yeah, like, back oh, like, and forth Nicki wears other. like the pink wigs and the crazy yeah. shit and then like the drag queens do it but then they make a song and then Nicki's like oh I like that and yeah. then like yeah so, so it's it just, just kind of whole... it flows back and forth which is yeah. why I often get like a little upset when the narratives of those things become so white because I'm like it's yeah. literally just black queer like queers yeah. of color and, and women of color just like yeah. and straight women of color just sharing shit and white people being like what you got over there yeah oh, that looks good like, I'll take it well, another, another interesting <laughs> thing has been there? like it's been like I cause I like have like a manager and I have like a company that like distributes my music for me and like now I have like a PR person like so it's like I'm kind of I'm starting to be a little bit kind of quote unquote like controlled creatively like a little bit not really creatively but like controlled in terms of what I'm doing and yeah. like I, the other day, they were asking me about, like, how I wanted to, like, like what genre I wanted to, like, put my music in. And, like, and, like, they had been telling, like, outlets, like, oh, yeah, like, alternative pop. And then, like, they throw in jazz, which, like, like, yeah, I'm really inspired by jazz. But then 
the outlets start asking me about jazz and I'm just sort of like okay jazz is like super from black people and like I like everybody's forgotten that but like because like a lot of white people have started doing it and like that's fine but it's like I'm not like an authority on this like they're like oh like so you're really changing jazz and I'm like no like it is, it is <laughs> like, white honestly, people jazz like I, you know I, mean? like, I, I wish I, that more artists were like that every time an artist gets like in trouble or dragged for saying something and I'm like you know how this could have been solved is if you just didn't say it at all if you just, yeah if someone asked you that question it's when they asked her about trans women she just been like i'm since i have i yeah why would i be the authority on that right she could have saved herself a lot of trouble a lot yeah. of trouble right so like i'll talk about like i'm like oh yeah like i like it was inspired by like xyz artists and like sometimes i've even mentioned like i really love like amy winehouse but like of course amy's all of her inspirations were black you know what i mean yeah. so it's like i either was inspired by a white person who was directly inspired by black people or like just straight up the the from the source you know what i mean right. and so it's like i like i am just sort of like i'm doing my own like version of it but like it is not don't put me in the category of like I'm changing jazz or I'm like doing anything with jazz like oh just like you can say like jazz infused like that is fine so the Apple Music playlist that I was on yeah. was literally called like the new wave of indie R&B and I'm like god <laughs> I'm like it isn't R&B just because you said it's R&B like you know what I mean literally like, I'm, like fucking like Frank Ocean and Solandra on that playlist like I will I will be on that playlist like okay, it's fine but also congratulations but, like, yeah no I'm like it is fine that I'm on that playlist but like just like don't like it's literally just like the industry like doesn't understand no. like where anything came from anymore no. and they're just yeah. like oh this like white girl is like singing over a beat like R&B like that is what <laughs> and it's like no like you just thought it sounded like sort of like a yeah. black thing like yeah. I don't know yeah. what you want like it's just very weird so I've been trying to be like no like I like I try to like really clarify I'm like it is like yeah like I'm really inspired by jazz but like what I do is not jazz <laughs> yes, like yeah. I just like it and it's it's like really it's really interesting yeah. to I don't know like how much like the art industries just don't understand where most things come I from, think, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. Identity. Like, right, right. I think that like one of my friends is an, an actress and she is dating a director and she Steamy. just recently had to yeah, make her girl. Instagram private because so, she got like a bunch of new followers overnight and then someone started ed- editing like her and that director's Wikipedia page about their oh. like je- like about their sexuality and like when trying to like, speculate when their relationship started and all of a sudden she was like ha ah, ah, ah. like, ha and she was like I had this really strong conflict where I was like I want to be publicly identified as a part of the queer community and an artist but I like, just the woke industry- up like, yeah, like yeah. exactly it's 9 also, like the yeah. industry doesn't understand identities once I put that out there that becomes a part of things that people are allowed to talk to me about right I'm not here for that like I'm just dating this one girl <laughs> like that's the one girl I'm dating she's the one I got that's as far as my gayness goes <laughs> and I'd like it to stay that way everything is a PR scandal it's, now it's yes. really it's also really interesting yeah like how stuff like that any sort of like outing anyone as anything like can really affect someone's career sometimes it can like almost help them but then sometimes it's like your fan base was based on this thing then you said you were gay now some of them are not like it's just like very yeah, like it's like, really exactly. weird yeah it's actually it's super interesting so my dad is a professional chess player that's <laughs> like, like the best chess awesome. player in the world. Oh he my really, God. really isn't he's like very low rate he's, like, he's sure. the best in the world he's um, the only chess player I know Bobby Fisher no. because you're not alive in the same time I know <laughs> Bobby Fisher it's like from the Hey Arnold episode that's like the main reason I know who that is 
<laughs> so my dad is a chess player and I do work for him sometimes and like work on his media and work for his film company and that means that sometimes we're like photographed together and things like that people find my Twitter they find the art I make and stuff and it's really interesting to see how that's processed because like my father's a personality he's not a very famous personality like chess is, is not gonna make him a superstar but there's a very small community a very or not even small because like chess is small America but chess is worldwide mm-hmm. there's a community that is very focused on this one thing they see me and they're like oh my god he has a daughter and then they google me and my twitter says like film ho on it <laughs> and like the amount of times that people will like tag me or like a lot of these black excellence sites on especially on twitter will like tweet some of my stuff and like cite my bio and edit things out of my Interesting. bio so like my bio says Brooklyn native Barnard grad fellow what <laughs> yes like whatever fellowships I've won yeah. film ho sex positive whatever I put like co-host of sluts on a stoop yeah and then it'll get cited and it'll be like nia ashley brooklyn native writer filmmaker barnard grad and i'll be like i don't see a hoe there like, I <laughs> yeah. where'd the hoe go the that's a drag they're song not, where'd the hoe go yes where'd the hoe go very good there's definitely yeah where like that community is not comfortable to me doing any part of my own identity it's the same thing that happens when i like post things about being queer i'll gain like 50 followers like my dad will do something i'll gain like 50 followers and then the next day i'll post like gay as shit out here and then i'll lose those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I relate to this hard. <laughs> I always so... feel really bad when anybody follows me because I'm just like, oh, you're not, you don't know you're what's not going on. <laughs> yeah, like you saw me in an article and now you're here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, on my Twitter. When I did the view, I gained 200 followers overnight. Oh my god! And I forgot. And so, like, my view. sense of humor is very self-deprecating. And so, you know, the You're whole so thing on the view. Like yeah, I, I just hate myself. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love myself. Anyways, uh, and, that out. yeah, you were gonna edit that joke out. It didn't land. <laughs> no, but I'll like do a self-deprecating joke on Twitter. And there's a period of time when every time I made a joke, I'd get 10 responses. You're beautiful. You're such an inspiration. I was like, I, I remember talk that about shitting my pants. This is not what I'm here for. Queen of poop. Like, <laughs> like, like you have like a stand, you have stand followers. No, it's uh, Queen of poop is the best description of me ever. <laughs> Alright, well, it's in your mind now. Queen of poop. <laughs> yeah. Manny no, it's like, well. a, it's even interesting when people find out that she's thinking about the fact that she had poop in the back for the last week. No, okay, I have two comments. <laughs> <laughs> One, so Maddie lives a block away from my new slam piece. <laughs> I literally stopped at Maddie's house on the way to the slam piece's house because I was like, Hey, um, I have to poop. Can I come over? So I came to Maddie's house just to shit. She and gave me donuts though. <laughs> true. Also I later, have... Trixie like managed to like bite one of the donuts like in half and like threw it across the floor. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like Trixie's, you're a cat. Uh, Maddie has a tuxedo cat also. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the. Did we not start club. the conversation? I know. I know. That. Yeah. Trixie's a little bitch. She's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. And then the second poo thing was that I had to take a sample of Jack's poo to the vet and Nia lives across the street from the vet. So I had this piece of poo in my backpack for two weeks. Wait. Roll up to the vet and they're like, hey, thank you so much. And I was like, yeah, I've had this in my backpack for a long time. And they go, wait, how long? I was like, a couple weeks. And they go, oh, no, no, we need fresh poo. Uh, <laughs> wait. Away. I have well, two poo stories. <laughs> so the first one is that I did the same thing so I just never gave it to them because I was just like, I don't really want to carry this around with me. But I, the vet was like so far from my apartment that I just like sat on my desk and then like two weeks later I was like, this shit go. <laughs> 
this <laughs> yeah and so i got rid of that Cat but now shit. this is like some tmi but i don't care recently my poops were like very weird they have yeah. since been regulated but i like went to my doctor and i was like think i need a stool sample right and he was like yeah yeah so like they gave me like the stool kit and you have to like do it from like three different bowel movements what and it's like a whole thing right so it's like very i know i know and so a lot of it has like preservatives in it so it's like you, you aren't on like a time constraint but then yeah. like the last one you have to bring in within 24 hours the last one though like i did like on a saturday and the lab closes at like three. Oh no so i did the whole thing and then had to redo it because like i couldn't bring it in time like i literally like yeah like it was just a whole thing and i was like and i didn't have time to go back like even on the monday like i wasn't gonna be so i was like all right so i had to fucking do it again <laughs> fresh shit. so then part two of the story is that like i was then like part i mean two i the part two, part two of the, 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 <laughs> of the number two, two was There's that reason maddie and i have been friends <laughs> honestly yeah we like we who's we it's just me in the story yeah. um, so <laughs> as we the world we were pooping the next like set went totally smoothly except this time i was pooping pretty regularly and so i like brought the kit to like work with me because i was like oh i often poop at work you most of the time like that's the time somehow right because i get to work i have the coffee and then i poop like yeah. that's just like my routine yeah forward no, to it. and i respect that right yeah <laughs> so we just moved to a new office and it's so, like the stalls are different and like you know like some stalls at work like have different quirks and you like kind of figure out like oh that's the one that like never flushes right or like that's the you know what i mean so i was first of all like i'm in the bathroom with medical gloves on and like i have like taken off my blazer like i'm like getting down and you have to like poop into this carton like a, like kind of like a basin like a nice basin um it's like a plastic basin it was like a really soft pink it was nice um <laughs> try to calm your butthole yeah like literally <laughs> right so i like poop into this basin first of all it just so happened that like like i was like i was like, gonna like this is just like a lot like why couldn't it just be like oh like boop and then like and like that's why i'm <laughs> yeah. doing my you know what i mean like at least I, like could i be constipated at least so i'm not like pooping like, anyway so this this particular stall was like it was like the big like there's like a handicap stall and so it's like the really big one but like nobody on the floor is handicapped so it's like anybody uses it you know what i mean like it's fine it's fine everyone is that what you tell and, you about at night mm -hmm. so it's like but it's a bigger bathroom like all right i'm gonna need some space because like i had to have like the bag and like the thing but i'm also trying to do this like quietly just like rustling in a like paper bag at work so then i'm like sitting there like i'm literally like, i'm like sitting on the toilet i have these medical gloves on and i'm like holding my basin of poop and i'm like scooping out like <laughs> like the food to like put into the vial like i'm doing the thing and the door of the stall opens <laughs> Yep, yep. The door of the gun <laughs> of this doll opens, and I don't even like know when it opened. Like that's the that's the worst part. Is like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and like it opens and it's like a view of like the people washing their hands in the sinks. I am in full view. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like really bad. Yeah. And so I'm literally yeah, just like. gloves on with like two fistfuls of shit. <laughs> literally. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like. Oh, and like I see that it, it like kind of started to like come open. So I get up like off the seat, holding the poop and hold the door and then like lock it with. It was like a whole process. Literally, this was like the second day we were in that office. I'm like, if any of those people saw me, like I am now the person with the poop in the stall. That's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I haven't told, like, anyone oh. that story because it's, like, you can't do it via text and then, like, right, so it's just, like, a thing that, like, has to come up, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? But, like, oh, it, it is so a noteworthy... I, I got the sweats. I was laughing so hard. Like, <laughs> that's just... So back that's... to gender. Yeah, no more poop stories. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> glad Everybody to be poops, here. Everybody of gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think you were gonna say something and I interrupted. I, yeah, I was. Sh- yeah, that was too long. There gone. was four poop stories. <laughs> yeah. Since I last I, spoke, so I have no idea what I was. I have something, about. but it's interesting how like the whole thing of like men like being interested in you and then like turning on you because like that's what happens when I get catcalled. Is like when they get close enough to me, I then get the harassment after that because they're like, oh, never mind, and it's like you just thought I was hot. You know, yeah. like a second ago. I don't know, but also like masculinity is really fragile, and I'm like I can't. Like, I have I had, like, like dude friends who are feminine and have told me that they get catcalled and then the person gets close enough and is like oh you're a dude and for them they're like yeah I'm a like I'm a dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but there's something for some people terrifying about I mean I use the word queer instead of bi because gender literally does not matter to me like I used to right, describe right. my sexuality as help mom everyone's hot because I went to Afropunk and like I have a text that I saved that I sent to my sister oh. that was literally I got that and I was like help everyone's hot Okay, literally Afropunk ended me last year. Like, the people there, yeah, the people there, I was like, I have, I now have 60 husbands yeah. and I have 50 wives. Like, I am here. Yeah, it's just, it you're is just like, everyone. Help. And it's like, right, and it's like, yeah, I don't even have a chance. Yeah, like, it's, it's not just, even. It's so, it's amazing. Anyway, yeah. But like, because gender literally doesn't matter to me. So I, it's very difficult for me to imagine that you could be like attracted to someone and then be like, actually, I'm. And you'd be like, oh, God, no. And right. It's like, you, so, you like, found me hot. Well, an interesting thing is, like, when I was growing up, came out and as gay, you know, like, the first time, the first step, baby steps. I, I've had, I was technically 16, so I like to say that, but it was, like, literally my, like, birthday week when it happened. I was 17. Yeah. But, like, I'm, like, 16. It was so early. It was, like, right before but senior still, year I mean, of high school. Like, high school is still. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. definitely gay before I that. mean, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, we, I'm, like, we all knew. <laughs> But like also yeah, so it, it's like, like out here. And I've always been up. very vaguely just sort of straight up queer. Oh, we can talk about that too. My whole like I am suddenly maybe slightly a lesbian because Amazing. of hormones. Have we talked? Uh, did you tell me tweets about that? You told me that you were watching lesbian porn when you were stoned. That was, was the, that the first gay market? way. Drug? Yeah. I so mean, that, marijuana that, makes you gay. Like literally. That's also like a whole thing, and I well, definitely, yeah. especially for like queer, regardless of your gender presentation, like lesbian, cis lesbian, there are like turf lesbian who are like I want to be anywhere near anything that has a penis or anything that's been near a penis so like lesbians who don't date bi women because they're like you've had a penis inside you so I don't want it and I'm like really is that how that works (laughs) am I soiled now did I there's just there's just every penis I mean I did have a nurse practitioner at Barnard tell me that I have remnants of every penis that's ever been inside me even if I use condoms just smashed into my cervix that's just scientifically well Barnard do better Anyways. <laughs> Wait, and then she called me fat, that? probably. Probably. No, yeah. Yeah. When I was growing up, I used to have, like, my, like, straight dude friends who would, like, kind of vaguely have crushes on me suddenly. And it was, like, very weird. And this has happened to me literally three times where, like, a guy's been like, I don't really understand. Like, I like women, but I'm also attracted to you. And I'm like, well, that's fine. That doesn't necessarily mean you're you're not straight. Like, I'm pretty feminine. And, like, kind of they would explain to me, like, yeah, it's like I you present very femininely or, like, you have these qualities that are... And I'm like, yeah, so, like, just go with it. You know what I mean? Like, so many people yeah. are so afraid I'm of so, that. I yeah. hope, and like I recognize that I live in New York City like a little bit more liberal than it can be in other places, but I hope that that's changing because like my brother is so straight. He's just, it's very disappointing to me, but he's so straight. <laughs> like, God. I was like, oh God. Like I came out, I probably came out, came out to like people when I was like 12, maybe a little bit younger than that. 
probably like 12. And my best friend at the time, Jack, came out the next year. And we were the only two gay people of our own age that like any of our friends knew. But we both got obnoxious questions. But we were just like, we were the gays. And I remember when I like came out to my brother, gay marriage was passed. Same sex marriage was passed. My dad made a joke about how I can get married now because I told him I didn't want to get married and he assumed it was because not everyone could get married. And I was like, no, I just don't want to get married. So he made that joke and I was like, oh, I forgot to tell Jaden I'm gay. So I like <laughs> went over and I like sit down in our living room. He's playing video games. I was like, can I tell you were saying he pauses his video game? And I was like, dad made this joke and you know, since six marriage has passed and we've never talked about it before, but you know, I date men and women and anybody really who I want to date. Yeah, literally he's like playing. His eyes are already shifting back to 2K12, <laughs> like, like 15. And I was like, do you have any questions? And he was like, no. And he was like, Okay, and I got up and walked away. A couple weeks later, we were going out. I take him out to dinner sometimes. I was like, "Do you have, like no gay?" He was like, "Yeah, I have gay friends." And I was like, "Do you have trans friends?" And he was like, "I mean, some people don't really know what their gender is yet. I don't know if they would call themselves that." That's so. He was cool. like thirteen, and I was uh, like, "Okay." So I was like, "So you still don't have any questions about being gay?" And he was like, "Why would I?" But that's so interesting, right? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's, we're eight years, like, apart, when I years was, apart. Right, but like when I was thirteen, like I don't even know. I didn't have any of those things. Right. I didn't have any of the discourse. I was super homophobic I was a homophobic gay person <laughs> like, literally, yeah. it's just so interesting to me and I hope that it's changing in that way I also dated guys that were just annoying but when I come out I don't come out I like will say oh my ex-girlfriend and they'll you want to do it but they'll be like yeah you know I like made out with some dudes and just it wasn't for me and I'll be like I was definitely leaving but now I'm more I'm yeah yeah like, okay now I'm here yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm back in it yeah, I'm oh that li- is literally I'm music to my ears listening like, yeah yeah, because I, it's recent, and it's usually, yeah. I mean, I date, usually date men who are much older than me, but it's ones who are younger, it's ones who are closer to our age. They're definitely all, and like, I have male friends also who are like, I mean, we grew up in a pretty, we went to a performing arts high school, like, if you didn't come out that school gay, <laughs> you're straight, you're done. It's like when people make it through Columbia, yeah. and they're still no. straight, I'm like, well, I guess. I guess like, you're just That's not. how I know I love dick. <laughs> Right, I was, right. I, was, like, I, I played women's bar. rugby. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, if you just got out that still straight, you're straight. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my one, I'm not going to out him either, but my one gay friend who I've had since I was in high school is a dude, every straight dude in our friend group kissed <laughs> to mm-hmm. see. They would just test it out and they'd be like, no, like, you're a great kisser, but no, I don't, I don't that like this. That was literally me. <laughs> like, that was 100% me. Like, even that 10 years older than us, even that transgression of, yeah. like, I'm just going to try it. Like, I might as well lips are lips and if i like these lips i'll blur this more yeah. it's impossible for them to think i about. was so i'm re-watching sex in the city because oh they have that super biphobic yes, episode yes and <gasps> I, I just watched it literally like two days ago what happened where like the well carrie dates a bi guy someone's like well is that a problem and she was like of course it's a problem and then i like i yeah. tweeted being like i know that i'm not a carrie because i would of course date a bi guy yeah. like, no that is also, my but dream it was also yeah. like it's one of the things about that show that shows it's time and it's age they're in their 30s and the dude she's dating is in their is in his 20s and she literally openly says at the end of the episode because she he like takes her to an orgy and yeah. everyone's kissing everyone and she's like I can't do it and she leaves and she's like well maybe I'm just too old for this and I was like yes you are yes. well that's, no, what I, no. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna talk about was the fact that like they play spin the bottle first of all Alanis Morissette is, yes. is playing the girl who spins the bottle and lands on Carrie she's like oh like you know like oh land on a girl like next spin like whatever like she kind of like tries to play it awkward like Carrie doesn't want to kiss a girl yeah. I'm like literally like, like it's Alanis Morissette right first of all it's Alanis Morissette second of all like what is gonna happen to you what's gonna happen also do you know, like sometimes just like sex is like fun with like whoever mm-hmm. it is like, listen I'll get naked for anybody I, like, well it's right just, it's just so interesting 
it's literally like a 10 year gap though. Like, and it boggles the mind that like, my sister's six years older than me, my brother's eight years younger than me, and yet we're all supposed to be millennials. And yet our politics, our like understanding yeah. of the world, our way we process gender and sex and sexuality and race and all that, is completely different. And we're all millennials, we're just all of us, all yeah. of us. Like, no, that can't be true. Right. Because we are having wildly different experiences of what gender is and what sexuality is and what race is and what, yeah. and how identity performs itself. And it's like beautiful because it feels like it's going in the right direction even for all yeah. the five years because Trump pulled out of the Paris Agreement. Right. Uh, right. No, of course. Uh, right. Like it's kind of just why did, I don't know. Like, well, why box it's yourself? Hard. Right. It's yeah. Hard why box for, yourself? Why like, box ever? yourself when I you can like get high and watch lesbian porn? hard for us. I think when you're sitting in a group of people who would obviously do any of those transgressive things. Right. That is hard for us to be like, why? But I also think asking someone, like my boyfriend is so straight <gasps> and I think asking him, like, why wouldn't you kiss a dude? He wouldn't be able to tell you why. Because he'd, right, be like, he'd be like, there's right. nothing wrong with gay people and I don't, I don't have anything against gay people. I just don't, I don't want it. I just don't want it. I And it's hard for me to even kind of understand what that's like to just walk around in the world. And your whole lifestyle is defined on what people you know who have a vagina? Like, right. how, like, how do you live like that? Right, no, you can't tell for most people. We live in a world where I can't just walk up to someone and be like, these are the genitals you have. So, <laughs> yeah. so how do you, how do it's you? It's also probably like coming from your perspective as like everyone is hot. Like yeah. it's just yeah. like, how do you? Oh, I, wish, like, like, I right. wish I found everybody hot. I mean, I, I find women hot, but I'm not like, yes, I want to no, grind my this, body up this, on your body. We had this all the time where me and your ex were like, what, how do you feel about boobs? And you were like, I mean, they're great. We were like, no. Yeah. No. And you started with, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. like, no. Well, that's been. No, so, you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while, I was like, the higher I got, like the more I wanted to watch lesbian porn. Because also just like, lesbian porn is superior. Like, oh, it's yeah. just like, Most, just subjectively. Like, if you look at the types of porn that people watch, more straight women watch lesbian porn and gay porn than they watch. Yeah. Lesbian. Oh, yeah. Because it's made for women and women are actually receiving well, pleasure instead of like, right. Tammy, is, slam it, slam it. <laughs> lesbian porn is not made for women. I mean, but that's also the reason why I find it. Like when someone tells me that, when a straight person tells me they like to watch lesbian porn, I'm like, okay. Because lesbian porn is not actually made. It's still for, for the male gay. No, but I mean, at least they're people. coming, you know? It's <laughs> not like, are they? See, I think this is also, uh, I think these are your straight goggles. Uh, Lesbians watch lesbian porn and we're like, no one does that. That's so much effort. <gasps> like, there's no cuddling afterwards. They haven't said words in like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I'm constantly speaking. Right. We're debating Solange's latest album while we're doing this. Like, I know the only accurate depiction of lesbians I've said I've ever seen is in that Netflix television show mm -hmm. where all of my friends and I watched it and we were like, hold on, this is actually how we have sex. I'm Wait, Easy. Easy? Is it easy? Okay. One with Orlando Bloom. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's also a good Yeah, that's episode. a good episode. So the beginning of that episode starts with two girls hooking up at the meet at a concert. And it's like the realest depiction of lesbian sex I've ever seen. But again, that's why I say, like, I don't really watch porn. But if I do watch porn, I do watch porn with ladies in it. And even then, I'm still like... I'm so picky. I'm just like confused. Yeah. The whole, I'm literally just like, her nails are too long. Yeah, oh, yeah. that makes me nervous. Her nails that are far too long for this. No one scissors. Like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, no. I don't watch the shit where they scissor. That's a waste of time. <laughs> like, that's always a time of the way their energy. Yeah. But there are things, there are other things. <laughs> well, so what's your experience with lesbian porn? Like, still figuring it out, but like last, it was like literally like last week. Because I have like always like sort of watched lesbian porn. I go through like phases where like I don't for like a really long time. But even like sometimes I'm like, oh, like straight Porn is nice, but like usually it was gay porn. And like now I watch gay porn, and I'm like, this just like I just don't relate to this in the slightest. Yeah. Like I sure like both guys are hot, but like I just like I'm not there. And because like my libido is a lot different because of hormones, I have to like get in the mood. I don't just like feel horny all the time, which is 
nice. It's also just like kind of like I'm like I have to figure out like what turns me on. Like I'm like kind of figuring that out. And like last week, literally, I was on the subway and there was a couple. There was a, a like a straight couple, and I looked at them and I was like, I would have sex with both of them equally. That woman's like really hot, and it was like really weird. And I was like, okay, what's happening? Because you like, also like lived your whole life as gay. Right, right. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Because even like I do find women hot sometimes, but like because I was like a gay man, like I was just like they would never take me seriously enough to even do like so it just like was never I like didn't even consider it. Yeah, like I'm looking at them like oh they're like kind of hot and like there's this girl I'm not gonna say her name but like she she goes to Barnard I think we've talked about her but like she like comment on my Instagrams and oh, like yeah, yeah, right yeah, and like yeah. I'll kind of like fake flirt with her and then like one time she was like no but like it's kind of for real and I was like <laughs> and then I was like, maybe. So it's like been very interesting, but like literally I was on the subway and that happened. And then like, I kind of like started looking around. I think this day my hormones were like all weird because I was just like horny all day and it just like happened. I was like looking around and I was like, wow, like that guy's hot. But I was like, look at her though. That's my life. I, yeah. And I was like, I know, but I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Like, one? I'm not used to this. Like normally like I can appreciate and be like, oh, that woman's, I was like picturing myself yeah, with that person. Awesome. And it was weird. And I kind of like looked it up because my friend had mentioned to me that sometimes people who transition also like their sexuality like morphs. Yeah. Like morphs a little bit. Also sexuality is Fluid. fluid to begin yeah. with, right. It was like a strong, Heart I'm like, switch. I want to have sex with women. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like looked it up. It's apparently more common for, for instance, like trans women who are, who date women then go on hormones and like kind of start finding men attractive, yeah. which like that makes sense because like your hormones are switching to like yeah, the right. like typical quote unquote female hormones. It's still like in general can change. And I was just like, oh, like maybe that's a thing. And so like now anything is like, I'm like, I need to have a threesome with a straight couple. So I'm like, I already have them pegged. Oh. I have the ones yeah, like, I, found oh, them the I know where they are. <laughs> Yeah, but like literally that I was just and I was thinking about them like all day. I was like, well fucking the girl looked like Sarah Ramirez, the the one who plays um Callie on Grey's Anatomy. Like she looked like that and I was just like, ooh, that she's the most beautiful person in the world. But yeah, so it was just very it was just very weird. I was like, I miss them. I miss that <laughs> I literally just don't know what that's like. Because even at Barnard, not what you're talking about, like straightness or like gayness right. or yeah. any, anything that's oh, like, yeah, a, she's like really a hard and fast this is my sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because even at Barnard, I would tell a girl at Barnard I was gay and she'd be like, I mean Aren't we all? And I'd be like, one, get the fuck away from me, straight girl. <laughs> Two, yes. Well, that's Every the thing. Every time a woman would say to me when they thought I was queer, like, I'm not gay. You know, humans are humans, and if I find someone hot, I find someone hot. And then I met people outside of that environment who were like, this is my sexuality. Well, yeah, it's also like, like right. There's no dude, you would just like go to town on if you had the chance, and they're like, no. And right. I'm like, I Which feel isn't like I'm true. Lying. Oh no, it is 100 not true well, because I don't, like, I just don't know how anyone can look at Mahershala Ali and be like, oh I'm my not god. Gonna, I don't want to tap that. Like, right. I don't know how any, just of any gender presentation at all. That man's smile lights up a room. He's like, yeah. he's objectively <laughs> handsome. Him, Idris Elba, uh, objectively handsome. Uh, Ooh. Just obje there's no one. Peter from The Bachelorette. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh you don't? Queen. Yeah, I oh, yet. I thought we were that you were at least like, it. oh my God, you need to at least just see a photo of him. I'm going to eat that shit up. He's literally, I follow him on Instagram and I need to like unfollow him because I'll be like scrolling through my feed and like without fail like even before I like register that it's him I'm like <laughs> like I'm just like holy shit like look at that man I haven't watched the past couple episodes I need to catch up but like anyway he's the hot as fuck there's all that like scientific research that's like you like women are like more likely to have fluid sexualities and I'm like you made that the fuck up yeah. it's the same yeah. like, it's like when people do science on slaves way back right. when they'd be like well the black butt is bigger than most butts so obviously <sighs> they are more sexual because their sexual because, part yes. is bigger. <laughs> you went looking for that answer. Right, and right. And the thing fit that answer. Right. And I think it's the same thing with women. Femininity allows for fluidity. Yeah. And masculinity doesn't. doesn't. 
That's a so, so when you find women who are just okay being fluid, you're like, well, obviously, women are just more like, he's like, no, masculinity is fragile. <laughs> like, masculinity breaks down when you tap it. Tap, yeah, when yeah. you, like, you, you jostle it. <laughs> yes. If you look at it too hard, it just falls apart. It shatters. Like an erection. Hey. hey! Oh, that was oh, good that was bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. So, thank you, Maddie, for recording with us and sharing Thanks your for life with us for today. Me. What are your social media? My Insta is. They're all at Ms. White XOXO, M-S White, like the color XOXO, but my Instagram has an underscore after the O because the first one was taken and I'm just like really upset about okay, that. Okay, so Miss White. But it'll like, it should like show up though, but like yeah, before you finish, yeah. right. So yeah, Ms. Yeah. White XOXO, find Paulina and then she follows me. Yeah, time. that's true. I like um, retweet half the things that Maddie and Yeah, yeah, so that's where, yeah, that's where you can find me. My music, I have a song coming out July 28th, Stone Street, get ready. And then the EP out sometime in September. Thank you. Joining us. So I am M-I-Z Piggy 111 on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Mia Leo. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sluts on the Stoop. Oh, and our show. Oh, is, we're having a live show. Yeah, our live show is July 29th at Branded Again. We're excited about it. We're going to be talking about online dating. Bring your mom, bring your cat, bring your genital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether that's yours or someone else, you know. The one that belongs to you. Your favorite one. Your yeah. fave. Yeah. And it should be a raucous good time. Especially for those of you who, which I don't think there's many of you, but who listen to us and have no idea who we are and what we look like. That must be so weird. Come and check us out live July 29th at Brandon Saloon. Thank you for listening. Thanks. It's good to be back. Yep. Thank you again, Maddie. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.